I read Aragon as a young teen, and I loved it. The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini quickly became a staple of my childhood, and for me, it ranked alongside other fantasy greats that defined those years. Not to say the series is worthy of legend or awards, or even being considered a classic, but the books kept me on the edge of my seat, for the most part. <coughs> Eldest and made a lasting impression on me. That said, even when I was younger, I was well aware of the more prevalent criticisms of the book. The easiest thing to admit is that Aragon is an incredibly derivative novel. It's so inspired by the works that came before that it may have overstepped to the point where some readers even claim plagiarism. Fast forward to the current day, and a lot of readers and reviewers speak Aragon like a dirty word. Even fellow authors seem reluctant to praise the work, or frequently acknowledge its shortcomings whenever the book pops its head into a conversation. The popular sentiments range anywhere from this book has some shortcomings to this book is entirely plagiarized filth that lifted nearly every beat from Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. No one can just say, oh yeah, Aragon, I like that book. But I didn't come here to just defend the novel. Despite some really scathing reviews, the series found incredible success, selling millions of copies and wrapping up in 2011 with book four. Inheritance. Since then, Paolini released a short story collection set in the fantasy world, and recently signed a big deal with Tor and published his first foray into science fiction, To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. I remember the Inheritance cycle fondly, but as I've grown older and delved more into understanding stories and studying the nuances of writing, the series has nagged at my mind. Was it as good as I remember? If it was so bad, why was it so successful? What made Aragon work? I'll start by addressing the series as a whole. In my opinion, every single novel in the series after Aragon greatly overshadows it. This is a natural occurrence, especially given Paolini wrote the series during his formative years, and as writing became a career, he would naturally improve as a writer on every level. Looking back, Aragon was like dipping your toes into the water. It's fun and exciting, and takes somewhat carefully copied notes from fantasy greats that really worked for the original stories they came from. So why wouldn't they work for Paolini? After Aragon, the series steps more into its own. It may be hard to simply dismiss the foundations it was built upon, but it was my opinion reading through these books as a teen that the following books built on this foundation well. I can't say that every aspect of the novels following Aragon was wholly original, but I can say that as the series progressed, Paolini learned to do what all authors do, copy less blatantly and from more than two works. And for me, it works. The series filled a space for me in fantasy. I've never been a dragon guy. I don't dislike them at all, but I also don't love fantasy's frequent reliance and return to them. And while some readers claim to read anything with a dragon in it, that's not me at all. At my young reading age, I was thrilled with Paolini's ending to the series and found the final two novels riveting. I fell in love with the characters and the world. The magic system impressed me. The world building, while derivative at a base level, was well fleshed out and made for a story that felt truly big. Soon, book one seemed so far away. But before concluding this section, I want to be clear. Every book after Aragon improves exponentially. And even if you have some major problems with Aragon, I think that sticking with it is worth your time. But this is just the opinion of someone who read the books once as a teen. But isn't that who those books were for? 
So let's return to Aragon. And when I say return, I mean for this piece, I went back to the opening chapters to see if they still had that spark. To assess the craft after I've grown and learned over the years and my tastes have changed. I wanted to really take a look at how such a filthy and unoriginal novel grabbed its readers. Unfortunately, when reviewing the writing craft, it will be easy for detractors to say, well, it's only good because Palini is just copying the writing of others. So for the sake of completing this piece, I'm going to ignore that criticism from here on out. I don't want to talk about whether Palini was wholly original. I want to talk about craft. I think the opening chapters are important because this is where the readers are hooked, where they get the burning questions that inspire them to complete the novel, where they find the characters that they latch onto. Aragon opens in the most traditional of ways, and I think it actually acts as a really great example of how to do this classic opening. It begins with a prologue, following one of the book's primary antagonists as they chase an elf woman through mysterious woods. Spoiler alert, she's carrying the dragon egg that will later become Saphira, and our antagonist wants to get it from her. This is the classic prologue. It used to be one of the most popular ways to introduce fantasy novels, and it's still prevalent in modern fiction today. Brandon Sanderson himself mentions this method in his writing lectures. To put it plainly, the theory goes like this. Many traditional fantasy novels begin with protagonists in ordinary circumstances with stories that can unfold slowly and possibly struggle to communicate the coming danger or set the action-packed tone of a large book. They focus on building a character from small beginnings and don't always communicate the danger, politics, or larger plot points that may drive a reader to understand what's going on in the wider fantasy world. Thus, many novels, and even movies, begin with the prologue told from a different point of view from our protagonist, and that prologue usually centers around action, politics, main plot drivers, and tries to convey the larger tone of the book before the first chapter takes a step back and introduces a simpler life and simpler, less world-ending problems. Aragon's prologue does exactly this. Our antagonist hunts the elf carrying the dragon egg, and a fight sequence ensues before the elf teleports the egg away and to an unknown location in our mysterious forest called the Spine. Now it's time to step into Aragon's shoes. Our establishing pages for the protagonist aren't slow. Aragon immediately finds the egg in the forest, sparking all sorts of questions about his role to play. At this point, we've established our fantastical tone, hinted at our deep magic system, seen action, and dropped breadcrumbs, leaving readers with enough curiosity to slow things down as Aragon travels back to town and tries to sell the egg for food to Sloane the Butcher. The following pages aren't exactly boring, but they do stop to smell the flowers. Paolini spends a little time introducing side characters and Aragon's world, so that's a good place to stop. At this point, we've seen Paolini establish a story masterfully. Nothing too out of the ordinary or novel, but things have been done by the book and executed to what I would consider to be a high degree. You don't have to cut Paolini slack for being 16 years old when writing his first novel, but personally, I do. Writing to publishable quality is incredibly hard. Finishing your first draft at all is incredibly hard. Editing your book is hard. Selling to a publisher or agent is hard. All these things are monumental undertakings. Yet, Paolini was accomplishing them at the age of 16. Even better, he didn't do it the traditional way. 
Aragon was originally self-published. With the help of his family, Paolini went from presentation to presentation at every school, library, or bookstore that would let him pitch his book. Often, he even donned ridiculous medieval cosplay while doing it. So despite the shortcomings of the novel's plot, it picked up enough steam for a traditional publisher to acquire and republish the novel just two years after self-publication. Even scathing reviews acknowledged Paolini's ability to hold the reader's attention. After taking one look at the prologue, the prose itself is incredibly clean. Many sentences are short and fragmented, something that younger authors sometimes struggle with, but it's perfectly readable. Maybe I shouldn't be applauding authors for simply having readable prose, but many aspiring authors fail at this. So I have to acknowledge that the words are pruned. And while the prose itself isn't anything unique, I don't have any major criticisms of the sentence level craft. I won't lie, maybe I'm just cutting Paolini too much slack because of his age, but I'm just blown away by such talent at such a young age. It's not just talent though either. It's dedication, which is even harder to come by than talent. But I may be alone in this opinion. With a cursory glance at the reception tab of Aragon's wiki page, you'll find critics claiming the book has cliched descriptions, B-movie dialogue, and awkward and gangly prose. On goodreads.com, you can't get far down the Aragon review page without finding passionate critics making bullet-pointed lists of every parallel in the book to both Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. So after delving back into Paolini's world, what's the verdict? Well, if you don't like YA fantasy, or aren't a teen when you begin the series, it might not be your cup of tea regardless of quality. It's very traditional European fantasy. It's got Tolkien traditional elves, dwarves, and urgles. <coughs> Orcs. And Paolini even crafted a magic system around a fantasy language. Now these days, this style of fantasy is admittedly less common among emerging authors. It may indicate that the series has aged poorly. After all, Paolini isn't Tolkien, who will always live on, but more of an acolyte. In his defense though, Paolini isn't the only author to do this. He just might be one of the more popular and blatant ones. The success of the book is going to draw more skeptical eyes. But but after Tolkien for decades to come, Lord of the Rings clones were everywhere. And to this day, Tolkien pervades the way that we approach epic fantasy. I know I'll receive comments claiming that I'm wrong, that Aragon sucked, that it was entirely plagiarized, and maybe I am wrong. Hell, I don't even know how much I want to defend the book. Am I just defending a guilty pleasure? Or is there a deeper question here? Did Aragon go too far? Or is this debut novel a window into a wider world? An epic tale that's worth reading. For me, it was. Thank you guys for watching this video. If you are interested in my own original work, follow the link in the description below to my debut free fantasy short story download, Last Light in Amelia, a side story to my upcoming trilogy later this year. Comment below with your thoughts on Aragon and don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel for future content just like this. I will talk to you guys in the next video.